The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Oh, welcome. This is a great day because I have some really fun fun information about my weekend and it's all about reunions now some of us will wrinkle our nose and some of us will say oh how fun and there there's something about the reunions that bring so many different emotions and my reunion was with my um, college sorority class in Fayetteville Arkansas A hundred and seven women gathered. So I'm hoping I have some new listeners out there today that are going to be calling in, telling us about their their experience. But, you know, I always like to look up and see what Wikipedia says about reunion. I know what I experienced. But it's, you know, it's about gathering classmates, and they really approach it from the classmates. And we all have those high school uh, reunions that come in back and visit us every five years. At least I hope you've got an active class. But anyway, you know, a lot of times they like to invite teachers, and we did have a supervisor there, a, a supervisor, a sponsor, whatever she's official title. But it's all about reminiscing about the past, and many times that res- reminiscing is fun. Um, painful, lots of good memories, but then there are some sad memories that always come with growing. So my reunion, as I said, was with 107 women. And we had not been together in a little over 40 years for some of us. So it was really bodies change, faces change. We were all differently, all different and new in many respects. I even missed a few people. I kept asking, where are they? Where are they? And they'd say, oh, you've been talking to her. So it was really (laughs) a fun and exciting experience. But you know, for me, I had not revisited the reunion of my sisters, Zeta Tau Alpha sisters, because really that period for me was not as happy as my high school experience. So I chose not to go to some of the more recent reunions. And because this one was in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where the University of Arkansas is, I decided I wanted to be part of the group. Joined late, but I did go. 
And you know what? It was such a fun, fun experience. Mm. Our hostesses had done a lot of things preparing for that week. They had worked almost eight months on it, and they had located almost everyone. So we had many different classes. And in the sorority that I remember four years ago, when you joined the sorority, which was in your junior your sophomore year of college, then you were together with these women for three years. And every year they'd have new pledges, and you'd have new people that come in, kind of shake up the uh, the mix of people in the house. But we actually lived in the house. Now the the classes are so large, they now accept freshmen into the program. And the classes are so large that it's impossible for them to live in the house. So my experience was so totally different from what the young ladies receive today. And I'm kind of sorry for that because it is a very, very healthy bonding situation. You know, when I went to college, I went from a small town to where everybody knew everybody, lots of support there, to the University of Arkansas, which at that time was 7,000, but from still 300 in your class to 7,000 in your class in your school was a pretty big jump. And I was, uh, you might say, overwhelmed. Uh, lots of self-doubt. I was still working on that. I hadn't really identified who I was. I'd broken up with my boyfriend who had been a strong support for me during my years. And so life just wasn't that happy for me. And I really do believe that that's what stopped me from joining my sister in past reunions. You know, this topic is so big that the movie industry has picked on picked up on several of on the the reunion theme with several movies some of those movies that we may have heard of are do you remember them and you will probably not even like my list because i did i had not heard of these movies as soon as i Find my list of movies. We're going to talk about them. Okay, there was the one, the only one that I really knew about was the Lampoon, the the National Lampoon's Class Reunion, but that was in 1982, a long time ago. Then there were some others mentioned here that were in 1997, school reunion, high school, Rami, Rumi and Michelle's high school reunion. There was Peter's friend, friends in 1992. There was Gross Point Blank in 1997. And American Reunion in 2012. But a friend and I were trying to talk and think about movies last night. And we remember there were some really great movies out there. But we couldn't remember them. So if you remember them, call in. 
I want to give you those numbers because I really want you to be part of us today. Call in on 877-864-4869. Or if you're local, you can call 903-881-8716. Again, for my sisters that are far away, 877-864-4869. So if you've got a movie in there that you remember that you loved, many times reunions are because of a classmate that's died, they come back to the funeral. Of course, we all have family reunions that we may go to. I think mine is, my family has maybe had two really large ones, other than funerals in the past. So those are always in our history to go back and visit with family members. But the class reunions are the ones that we really have more choice about. Are we going to attend? Are we not going to attend? And so let's talk about some of those excuses that I hear. I was visiting with another girlfriend of mine, and I said, you're going to go. She said, oh, I'm having my high school reunion, which I'm also having this year. won't tell you the number, but I'm having a big one. And so anyway, her response was, no, I I don't want to go. I don't remember any of those people. She was in a big school in Dallas. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, You don't have any interest in connecting with those people? No. But for her, high school was not, was a lot less personal. Uh, Bigger school. Uh, We didn't talk about her college, but it was a totally different environment. Some people don't like to go to reunions because they hang out with most of their good friends anyway all the time. Such as if you're in a small town, you probably are getting together on Friday night to have dinner or play games or whatever you do. And then some people just don't like to visit the past. I wonder what that's about. Why wouldn't you want to revisit the past? One of the things I learned from this, this reunion at the Fayetteville with the Zetas was that I had grown so much with all this work that I have been doing, loving every minute of it. I have grown. I am confident. I am secure in who I am. And looking back isn't painful at all. Actually, it's kind of fun. I didn't spend so much thinking about that as enjoying the other people in the room that had grown and were living their passions like I have been. It was very interesting. Loved seeing those people. So, you know, past looking at the past is sometimes very healing. In addition to sometimes being painful. There was one friend of mine that said she wouldn't go back to the high school reunion 
because somebody said something awful to her. Don't give your power away for that. Let's be sure that if you're on that list for the reunion in high school, you're not letting that stop you from going. We have more to talk about on the reunions. And I really want, I really want you to be part of this program. So give me a call. Think about your question. Would you go to your reunion? Do you know a reunion movie? Let's share. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection. With host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. You know, attaining your your dreams really is about getting to know who you are. Uh, who are you when you stand in front of the men window, the mirror, and look back at yourself? I hope you know who you are and that you've done your work. And if you haven't, we need to talk because this is what life's all about: finding your joy and your jewels and your and your shines, my friends. So, I want you to work on that. Think about it for a while. You know. Uh, 
Polly, my friend Polly and I, that was chatting with me last night, we were just so, we were laughing so hard about the reunions and times we had shared in the past. Um, I There's sort of a brief overview of how you can characterize every 10 years of the reunion process. And it's kind of funny because it seems all of the reunions go through this. <laughs> it was it was really kind of fun to look at us and laugh at what we do. But we agreed that when you go back for the first 10, the first 10 years of returning for reunions, which you may have a five-year and a 10-year, I don't know. You know, the egos run rampant during those years. We're all about building So, of course, we have marriages to talk about. We have jobs. Have you gotten married? Did you get married? Oh, look how pretty your wife is. Oh, sorry about that, my friend. Then there's the jobs. Well, I'm the, I finished, I'm now a practicing attorney. Or there's the guy that has the filling station in the local hometown and is happy as can be. No stress in his life. But sometimes we see that as not achieving. And I that is so wrong. So it all depends where you live, what you do, and how happy you are as to what you think is your success. They think in those first two years with the egos running so rapid that they are determining if you are cool or cold. Very funny. Sometimes that year is so stressing and so uncomfortable for some people that they choose never to return to a reunion. But not realizing that we're going to keep evolving in this process. So the next 20 years is about proving yourself. Showing off your second wife or husband at that reunion. Talking about how much you travel. Talking about your children, what are they up to? They're probably still in toddlers or just moving into high school, depending about how early you've had your children. Or they're talking about their promotions. You know, that attorney is now partner in the firm. The 30s, another year, another spouse. Bragging about near your nearly grown children and how they've been accepted into such and such school. All of this is really important back in those days. What school and awards did your children achieve further supporting that you're a great parent? Not necessarily. It just means your children are doing great. Start having Usually about the 30 years, you start having the memorial service added to your class reunion. Sadly enough, ours even started when we were in our 20s. So it it starts at all different ages. We did have one classmate in high school that died briefly after high school. Or was it during high school? I think it was during high school. On the 40 years, this is when we finally get real, folks. We don't need other people's approval. We know who we are. And we know that we're living a good life. Or we know we've still got some work to do. 
Grandchildren pictures start appearing. Little Bobby has two kids now, and they're all cute as pie because grandchildren are all cute as pie. More memorial services and a larger memorial service. And then you start talking about retirement. What are you going to do now that you're retiring? One thing you're going to do is downsize. There's not a person on this line that won't be downsizing. And let me tell you, it is a bitter lesson to learn. It's hard to downsize. And there's more talk about travel. One of the pleasures I enjoy is the travel that I can do around this beautiful United States, enjoying all of the beautiful places we have, or in traveling to another country, such as I just did with Bali. It's always fun to come, go and learn and enjoy other people, talk to people, learn what their life is like in northern USA or in Bali, wherever your heart takes you. But be sure you travel if that's a dream. Don't let it stop you because it sounds so far away. In the 50s, there are no hidden agendas, my friends. Some talk about grandchildren still, but usually you're talking about children of. So no matter how much you've achieved, you are all very close because the attorney and the guy that owns the local filling station now are looking at the same destination and they're trying to plan. Plan for who and what they're going to be in these last few years. I hope their life is as much fun as they can make it because it is all about up until the end. My mother had her 96th birthday last night, and we had we talked about her birthday plans, about her life, what she has ahead of her. It's all about your vision and what you see for your days ahead that make them what they are. You're enjoying life is the name of the game when you're in your 50th year of reunion. And I know some of you think, oh, I'll never get there. But surprise, we all will get there. Hopefully, the alternative's not where we want to be. Not so much about achieving anymore, but enjoying what we have and loving what we're doing. More memorial services keep happening. But you know, there's so much laughter. In those last few years, laughter is the medicine of the day. The more we can laugh, my friends, the more enriched our life is. And the more challenge it is to continue to laugh, I must admit. Because we have those back pains, or we have a broken toe, or we have something that's causing us to not laugh as much. So there's our overview of the reunions. You may agree, may not, but it's kind of fun to look at that. 
We're disappointed sometimes in the relationships that old relationships, we get stuck. And we sometimes don't want to look at old relationships. But you know, I'm always so excited when I hear about old sweethearts that come back after they've divorced and they have reunited with an old flame of theirs. I always love hearing those stories. It's the romantic in me, I think, to see that you had a life with this. You knew this. You loved this person early, and then you went off. You grew up. You married somebody else. But then that didn't work out, and you came back and reunited. I love that story. And I think we've seen it in movies, haven't we? Something like that. Do you remember the movie uh, Never Say You're Sorry? Love story. Love story. Very good movie. But for those classes that don't like planning their event, which is a lot of work, then the National Association of Reunion Managers, there's an organization just to plan events, reunions. I couldn't believe that when I looked that up. Because it's kind of fun, I must admit, being on the committee that will decide the date, the location, the agenda, accommodations for out-of-town guests, locating the missing members, which is, to me, the major job, choosing the memorabilia, the food, etc. In my case, coming from a small town in Arkansas, we have to decide whether we're going to drink or not because it's in the Bible Belt. The hours that a committee puts in on developing a reunion is unmeasurable, really. It's a lot of work, but it's so much fun laughing and talking. They probably enjoy the the reunion for at least eight months, going back and talking about different people, seeing how they look, laughing when they get the pictures, talking about the sheets we fill out to send in, and just reading the information. Everything appreciated in the reunion process. And their gift of appreciation is really earned. So we have really, really been talking about reunions today. It can be fun. I hope that you'll join in and go to your reunion. We'll be back. We're going to be talking about an upcoming day, Father's Day, that will be here next Sunday. And I have a guest. Terry Miller is going to be joining us because he's a very accessible father and always likes sharing about his babes. He has a daughter and a son. So we will be back in a few moments, and I guess no call-ins, but there's always next week. So Terry will be calling in because we're going to talk about dads. Stay tuned. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. 
It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome. We are talking about reunions. We have been talking about reunions. And so I have a caller, my friend Polly, that was helping me talk about all this reunion things last night. So, Polly, are you on the line? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. Well, that's a subject dear to my heart. I know you love reunions. (laughs) I do. (laughs) And you have a group that you gather with annually, right? I do. We have we graduated from high school together and through the years kind of kept up with, you know, birth announcements and marriage announcements and that Christmas card. But really have reconnected until about, I guess it was 11 years ago. And we had, we took a trip together. We went to Taos, New Mexico and had the best time. So we decided we had to do it every year. So every year we get together and go somewhere. And the minute we get back together, we're all 18 again. It's very revitalizing. It's a wonderful, a wonderful way to stay young. Yeah, I found that with my reunion that there wasn't really any time, but because I had mentally grown, 
I was, it was like I was visiting my old buddies with a new mind. <laughs> well, it was great. They had grown too. So. Yes, yes, that's true. I grew, they grew. So it was just a great experience. It is. So it's a wonderful um, experience and it's a fun way to reconnect. And um, then we had a big reunion a couple of years ago and uh-huh. that was an experience. <laughs> we were yeah. all, part of the planning committee Uh and um it was it was so interesting it was interesting to see how different people have changed and aged and some look better some look worse and so it makes you 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 kind of go with fear and trepidation and think you're going to be judged but nobody judges anybody they just kind of do their own thing (laughs) i know you know our mind plays pretty being tricks on us sometimes because we think yeah we go we look at our body and then we could think we're going to go see the bodies that we remember it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy (laughs) we don't ever put in the factor they're aging too (laughs) the six of us all went out to dinner one night and um at a familiar restaurant that had been there since we'd been in high school and um i noticed we all, every time the door would open, we'd all turn and look to uh-huh. see if it was anybody we recognized. But we all agreed later on that we were looking at totally the wrong age group. <laughs> we were, <laughs> yeah. We were looking for people that were familiar to us many years ago. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So funny. <laughs> if we well, saw anybody we recognized, it probably would have been their grandchildren. <laughs> right. All those pictures we saw. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I did think of the name of that movie that we were trying to think of last night. The reunion was the big chill. Oh yeah, where for they sure. all got together for yeah. a funeral. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was all about reunion stuff, wasn't it? Well, you know, they were all reunited, and they had all been friends in college, and had reunited, and it was a good reunion movie. It but sure was. Probably many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Polly, thank you so much for calling in today. That well, really it's a good great subject, that you did. and I encourage everybody to attend a reunion at least one. Uh-huh. But there are all kinds of reunions, you know, there are family reunions, and it doesn't all have to be high school or class or college class. It can right. be anything, but yeah. it's good for the soul. It is, yeah, really good. Okay, okay. thanks, Talk Polly. To you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Polly, my friend, and we had such a good time last night. And as you can see, we remembered a little, she remembered a little bit more. The big chill, the big chill. Oh, Terry, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. How are you, Joyce? Oh, I'm doing great. I love this listening is... to about reunions. <laughs> well, what did you think about the uh, the different years? Did they Were they pretty good? Yeah, they, they are. Pretty they they are very, very accurate. Uh, <laughs> you know, as someone who's uh, in his fifties, approaching, I'll be fifty-four this year. You uh-huh. begin to you you begin to take you begin to evaluate, and without really having a bucket list, you begin to look at what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. what you want to accomplish, want to accomplish, and then maybe what you're able to accomplish <laughs> with what time you have left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, right. but you're right, and grandkids are just. Uh, Oh, just a gift that keeps on giving. So, 
Right. You know, it just, but yeah, it's it's absolutely great. I have not been to a reunion in a long, long time, and uh, I'm not one of those that, that's opposed to it. It's just that there were four of us that ran around together, and I'm the only one still living. Oh. Yeah. So does that is that sad for you to think about going back without them? Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. It is, uh, and it's something that could be easily overcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's just uh, I didn't have a really big graduating class, and and you know when you look at the you know you go back and it's like well man we were like you know not the three amigos the four amigos we got in trouble together we played ball together we did everything together, and yes. you, you stand there looking at your own mortality and you go yeah this maybe ain't as much fun so <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yeah but how are you today I'm doing great. I just, I'm still on the high from that reunion because it was so much more fun than I truly expected it to be. I don't know what I thought I was going back to, but it was a definite high. And I made some great connections that will be good references in going forward. You know, people have progressed like I have, and it's just a way, good way of networking with possible people, friends that could help you. So that was great, but but you know what I want to talk about now is Dad's Day, I don't love, you? Yeah, I am. Yes, ma'am. It is. Uh, uh, it is the most amazing Father's Day. Is the most amazing holiday for me because all I want to see is happy, healthy kids. Uh yeah, and you're you blessed know. with both. I really am, and, and the greatest gift anyone could have is uh, is to is have kids that are out working and doing, living their dreams, and they're healthy and happy. And, and of course, uh, I have a daughter getting married in three or four weeks, and, yes. and so it's uh, my Father's Day present will come very late. She's 31, and will be marrying the man of her dreams, and I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. It's what we all wish for them. But I want to tell you, did a little fact here. You know how uh-huh. I like to share facts. I'm big on this. Yes, I it, love it. <laughs> Father's Day was founded in Spokane, Washington at the YMCA. YMCA in 1910 by Sonora Smart Dodd, who was born in Arkansas. See, Arkansas has lots of ties today. Oh man. But the first celebration was in 1910. So a woman started Father's Day, which I thought is interesting. But she also started Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. So, And the reason that she wanted to honor her father was because he was a Civil War veteran, William Jackson Smart, and he was a single parent who raised his six children. Isn't that an accomplishment? That is an accomplishment. I know. That's pretty major. So, but the United States always sells, settles, um, celebrates the third Sunday of June. So they don't move away around on a specific date. And more phone calls are made in the United States during Mother's Day than during Father's Day. As they <laughs> should this, be. But this is the funny part. But the percentage of collect calls on Father's Day is much higher. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. You know, that is, that that is amazing. Is the, the busiest day of the year for collect calls. Mm, Don't no you like doubt. knowing that? Yeah, you get to pay for your own hello. So, And you know what? Every dad is glad to do so. 
Oh yes. So, yeah, oh, it, yes. it's 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 absolutely amazing. I I actually uh, I like Mother's Day more than I like Father's Day. But uh, for for Father's Day, everybody says, well, you know, what do you want? You know, they always want to give you a gift. I said, really, I just just want to get a phone call from you. You're right. You know, and whether I'm paying for it or not doesn't matter. I'm pretty fortunate both <laughs> mine pay for their own, so but it works out well. So uh, you always have some of the best little facts about holidays. I love this. I love finding them. Well, you know, Mother's Day began in 1870, and we had it several years without celebrating men, and then everybody started feeling bad because the men weren't celebrated, and rightfully they should be celebrated. Uh, And so they didn't have their official day until 1914. So there. Yeah, about around what? World War I. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyway. Oh, but yeah. you know what? That's okay. I mean, uh, uh, moms are traditionally the matriarch of the house. They traditionally yes. run the house. The, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm quite sure, you know, the first the first great Father's Days were, were probably the dad just wanted to, you know, be left alone outside, you know, so right. one of those deals. Right. Uh, it's really, uh, our holidays have transformed, especially the, the Father, you know, Christmas is always big and Easter is always big, but Father's Day and Mother's Day and some of the, I don't want to say minor holidays, but some of the holidays were just, they just kind of rolled around and you kind of, you know, brought Dad the ugly tie, you know, and, yes. and, and Mom the, you right. know, on-sale daisies have really mm-hmm. become, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say commercialized, but they, is that not necessarily? Well, that's true, but it's also we're more prideful of them. I think we we tend to look at them now. I mean, uh, I'm already hearing from my kids wanting to know, you know, if I want anything for Father's Day. I look, I look, I'm going to see you the week after Father's Day. Just it's fine with me, you know. So, but uh, and yeah. but what's amazing to me is just uh, that uh, I don't know. It's it's really an honor. To, mm-hmm. to to be celebrated as a father, and as you get older, you appreciate it. When I was younger, it was like, yeah, 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 it's a big deal, great, you know. And as you yeah. get older, you begin to realize that, okay, it's an honor treasure. for somebody to call you dad, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. You treasure that experience a little bit more. And it's kind of interesting that the importance of a father in the first six years of a child are unbelievable. But we are going to break here, and we are talking with Terry Miller of Miller Homes Group, and he is a father, and so he is helping me celebrate the Father's Day that's coming up next Sunday. And this is your friendly reminder that you remember your Father's Day and make his day special as well. Even if you call him collect, that's okay on Father's Day. Not on Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Thank you for listening. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Tune in to the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitohata, Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions, from organized professional vacations to spur-of-the-moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel-related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. 
Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on The Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show, live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back, listeners. I just love that you've been with me this morning. And as you know, we've been talking about reunions because Joyce just visited a reunion, and I have another one in October. This is the year of reunions. But, you know, if you want more information about reunions or any other thing that I've been talking about today, you can always go to Second Wind with Joyce at G mail.com or on Facebook Second Wind with Joyce Buford. I am visiting now with Terry Miller of Miller Homes Group in Tyler, Texas, uh, a great realtor to be working with as I've just completed my uh, home sale with Terry and his w- lovely wife Denise. And so anyway, Terry, I made a statement I need to correct. Yes, ma'am. I said Mother's Day began in 1870, which it did, but it became official in 1914. So it took a while to make it official. But then Mm -hmm. Father's Day only became official in 1972. So there's quite a bit of difference in there. Yeah, okay. Somebody should have called Collector earlier. Well, they did. (laughs) They just didn't call it Father's Day. They called it I Need Day. So it's just. Yeah, uh, Dad, I need, you know, what is it, the old saying, old old money gone, send new money, you know, college kids. But it's, uh, well, you know, Mother's Day, every day ought to be Mother's Day. It really ought to be. Yeah, if you've got a if you've got a great mother who raised you right, and you're out doing working in the world and doing what you can every day, you ought to be thankful for that. And, yeah. and uh, dads traditionally, and I, you and I grew up in a generation where the dad was the guy in the garage, and I learned to fix cars, and I learned to do all of those things. Right. I was fortunate enough to have a dad that insisted I learn to. Uh, Unload the dishwasher. Learn how to cook a little bit. Learn how to do laundry. He didn't. He did, he wanted completely rounded sons, and with three boys in the house, that became uh, quite a challenge at times. Yeah. But 
uh, we learned it, we learned to do it all. Every one of us boys can do every bit of that. There were no girls. You had no sisters. No, ma'am. They would not have survived. Well, that's true. Or she would have been really tough. Uh, both my brothers you know? are. Both my brothers are. I'm the oldest, and I'm five ten. Uh -huh. And both my brothers are well over six foot. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and my dad was well over six foot. And uh -huh. I'm telling you, everything in our house was a uh, big discussion, physical confrontation. I mean, you know, we from an early age and, and dad, dad just throw us in the backyard and say the winter can have dinner. And, yeah. Uh, you know, mom ruled yeah. with a mom ruled with a broom or a skillet or whatever she had in her hand at the time. <laughs> Well, I have some um, dad advice, and I want to know if you ever said any of these. Go right ahead. Don't make me turn this car around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. And then there, that dog isn't going to walk himself, itself. Did you ever yep. say that with your yep, dog? I said that. I have said that. Yeah, I don't think you said this one. I had to walk to school barefoot in the snow uphill no, both said, ways. Yeah, never said that one. <laughs> because you grew up in snow? No snow. I grew up in Texas. Grew up in Arlington, Texas, and we'd have snow and ice. But uh, we rode the school bus, rode our bikes, or uh, right. we, we, this generation where mom has to take them to school and mom has to, we rode bikes. And uh -huh. everybody watched out for you. There was, you didn't have to worry. You didn't have to worry about predators because every neighbor lady, everybody your parents knew, if you got out of line, you know, it was it was the old days. They would right. grab you up and take you home, you know. Yes. <laughs> and well, you, you know, and I, family. I, too, like you, I lived in the country, and we would get on bicycles, and we would be gone all day. We would travel miles. We'd take a lunch, and it's just amazing that, you know, we survived. I mean, we we got on highways, we got on country roads, and uh, no worries. You know, I just had to be home, and the house had to the dishes had to be washed by the time my mother got home from work. So that I remember those days so vividly, as if they were yesterday. But I'm not sure I could pump that far anymore. That was a major ride here. Okay, here's another one. Go ahead. Uh, it says, then that'll go on your permanent record. Never said that. You didn't have to say that to your babies, huh? Never had to say that. Oh, that's good. That's good. There's nothing a little duct tape can't fix. I say that today. <laughs> it's true. Every it? if, du if duct tape, WD-40, and a flathead screwdriver won't fix it, I don't want to own it. <laughs> I know. Uh, then there's one more. You're going out looking like that? Oh, oh we say that. I even yeah. say that one. Yeah, I have said that one. Those short, those skirts keep getting shorter, and the hair yep. keeps getting longer, and <laughs> it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And as long as you live under my roof, you'll follow my rules. That was a regular. Yes. Especially yes. with the sun. Yes. <laughs> did it? Yeah. Did you think raising a son is more difficult? Are not, and I know it's really hard to make a general statement like that because every child is its own own well, unique most, self. 
most people will disagree with me, but raising my son was uh, substantially more difficult than raising my daughter. Mm. Uh, it was uh, when we raised, when my daughter was in her first formative years, we had careers and we were doing things, but we did not have the financial wherewithal we had with my son. And so, oh, okay. and so when you got that, I mean, we lived at the, we lived in a, on a golf course at a country club with my son, you know, when my son was in his teenage years and mm-hmm. that brings in a whole degree of difficulty that you, <laughs> that you can't right. imagine. And, right. uh, but it was a son, the son was more difficult. Now, keep in mind, neither one of my kids was difficult by the standards of today. Yeah. Right. I mean, we dealt with, we dealt with a few things here and a few things there, but. Uh, we, I don't know, we raised our kids with trust, but we never, I never tried to be their best friend. It was always, uh, I see parents today uh, that want to be their kid's best friend. And we, yeah. we were friends, And but the worst thing I could say to my kids was like, oh, you're going to make me be a dad. Oh, my God, we were doing really good, <laughs> and now now you put me in a position where i got to be a dad. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. So mm-hmm. they knew the line, and, you know, they knew that above all else, I was a parent first. Yes. And I think today yeah. some, of the, some of the people have it backwards. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've, I've noticed from this past experience is that the major changes that the college campuses are going through is major because they're literally having to tear down their houses or their dormitories because the the young people of today are used to so many privileges that they want bigger rooms, bigger closets, their own bath. And to stay in those facilities, have people staying in them, they almost have to tear the building down and build a new one or remodel or something like that. It's really a major uh, change in our living standards. You know. you, you are you're very very you're very correct. Uh, we make no make no mistake. We spoiled our kids. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now, my kids are thir- my kids are thirty one and twenty seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. make no mistake. I spoiled our my children. Right. Now they're just basically ten years. My youngest one from being a teenager. Today's children are infinitely more spoiled than mine were, and they're 31 mm-hmm. and 27. Okay. Uh, and because you always want to give your kids things you didn't have. Mm-hmm. As I look back now, okay, maybe that wasn't a great approach, but my kids appreciated it. But mm-hmm. you, as you look back now, I mean, both of my kids lived in dorms and mm-hmm. and things like that with the shared bathroom. Your roommates, yes. there's two, there's four people sharing a bathroom yes. and did all that. Well, today, today's parents are like, oh, my God, my child's not living in that. That's third world country. Mm-hmm. No, it's a dormitory. It teaches them to socialize. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what yeah. it is. And go away and let them be young adults. And, right. Uh, Mm-hmm. We don't like uh, another thing that I see changing is that we don't like for our children to have consequences. For instance, uh, I'm particularly thinking about now as a change for everybody gets a trophy nobody loses anymore nobody feels that pain and the disappointment which is part of building their character it it really is and and trust me the kids know 
who wins. I mean, when they play mm-hmm. a game and they say, well, we don't keep score, the kids know if they got outplayed. And right. every, everyone knows. And then what happens when you raise a group of kids like that and you, you don't in, instill the discipline or the work ethic. See, that creates a work ethic. Well, son, yes, y'all lost the game 8-1. to one. They mm-hmm. were better. What do you think? Well, we didn't field as much. We didn't hit as much. Well, what do you think mm-hmm. we need to practice next week in baseball practice? Right. We need to hit more. We need to field more. They don't learn the work ethic that it takes to be world class at something. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Carl, uh, Carl Gardner, who uh, the gentleman that The Pursuit of Happiness was written about, said mm-hmm. he didn't know what he wanted to be. He just knew that he wanted to be world class at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. when you when you raise a child to do their very, very best and give 100%, the, the proudest thing for me with Father's Day coming up, yes. all I expected out of my children was their very best. Right. Now, my daughter never made a B. My son yeah. made some B's, and guess what? They were his very best. There was no discipline there. There was nothing. I was like, son, I saw you doing the homework. I saw you doing everything. My goodness, you did the best you mm-hmm. could. Let's go have pizza, you know? Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, all you expect is their very best. Guess what? They're not going to be good at certain things. But if you get their very best, they learn They learn a work ethic. That's why, you know, yeah. you. That's that's why they become lawyers, and they become linguists, and they become doctors, and they become this is because... You're going, well, did you do your very best? Well, not really. Well, then what did you expect? What did you expect if you didn't do all you could do? I know. Well, Terry, it has been just great visiting with you. I know that your kiddos have had a great dad, and they will be honoring you next Sunday as well as at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I thank my listeners for being with me today. Stay tuned. We'll have another great show next week. Um, And go to Facebook, Second Win with Joyce Buford, and you'll see who's going to be that guest. Stay tuned. Send me questions. Tell me what you want to listen to. And be here with me next week on Second Wind with Joyce Buford. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.